one of the craziest games in some time at the Shark Tank. <laughs> wow, we'll break this all down, and my goodness, uh, we'll talk about sharks, desert dogs, and man, if you what a night. We'll talk about it right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is December 28th, 2021, and after nearly a two-week break due to COVID restrictions and holiday breaks and everything, the San Jose Sharks find a way to win this game 8-7 to over the Arizona Coyotes. Wow. All right. With that, we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every single game. So if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Of course, hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. SoundCloud, Reddit, of course, Discord after the show. And of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. And with that, oh my goodness. Good evening, everyone. Eric Hur here, uh, running it solo tonight. Uh, one of those nights where it's just... <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, eight goals. I have to see when the last time the Sharks scored eight goals in a, in a game uh, at home. It's been a while. Uh, but man, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, it was sloppy. It was ugly. It was filled with turnovers. If you like turnovers, you know, baked in the oven, uh, the Sharks gave you a lot of that tonight. Let's be honest, so did the Coyotes, but this one is one of those crazy nights for Sharks hockey. So let's grip it and rip it and get right to it. The Sharks, 12 days off. They're currently 1-3 and three on their homestand coming into tonight. And, uh, you know, getting out sh outscored 15-7. to seven. Oh, man. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, let's get into it. And, and like I said, sloppy play, turnovers aplenty. You know, uh, I definitely kept the yotes in this game. Whoa, there we go. Uh, so much for that piece of paper going bye-bye. Uh -huh. You know, but it got a little feisty early. And I think and, and even on the ESPN Plus uh broadcast they were saying you know they're going to want to feel their hits that it's going to be it's not going to be the greatest game but you know what it was an entertaining game let's be honest here it was entertaining it wasn't pretty but it was entertaining for sure so as we get into it Gadjevich takes a cross-checking penalty on Gossis Bear uh Jan Yannick uh didn't like that and then he cross-checks VL, and then they drop the gloves. Decisive victory for VL in this one uh, at 2.32. To put it in perspective, that's how long the, this night is going to be. Uh, and then it started to, I think, got the Sharks riled up. 14 seconds later, Alexander Barabanov gets his fourth goal of the season. Uh, I think it, it went off of him of some sort because it was a couture that took the shot. He gets it in to make it one nothing San Jose early. About th three minutes later, Lawson Krauss would get his first of two goals on the night, uh, beating uh, Reimer. It was a little bad turnover, sloppy play, but all around by the Sharks as a whole on this one to make it 1-1. One -one. You know, and uh, ugh, you, you just were like, okay, this isn't too bad. Lad would take a stupid roughing call as he tries to punch VL, and you know what? He, he's VL was like ready to go and it's just insane on that one uh, the Sharks wouldn't do anything on the power play shocking and so uh, you know uh, we rained 1-1 one, one. Uh, but then the Sharks got a turnover Gostasperi got his pocket picked by, ben, by Cogliano he fed Nieto with a one-timer loose puck 
Benino gets an open net and bangs it in to make it 2-1 San Jose. Uh, that's Benino's fifth on the season, about midway through the period. However, the Coyotes would come back. Uh, Moser, uh, where is it? Giannis Moser with his first NHL goal from a Burns turnover. Kraus would feed him with a one-timer. He banks it home, and it's 2-2 after 2. Excuse me one second. Oh, my goodness. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So, uh, second period. <laughs> that That's probably the lightest period of, of them all, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and, and looking at the chat, you know, there's a lot of people talking about the broadcast. I thought it was fine. I mean, congrats. Let, uh, full congrats to Leah Hextall, the first woman to call play-by-play -play of a San Jose Sharks game. Uh, congratulations to her. And to have former Shark uh, Dominic Moore on the broadcast, it was interesting. It's a different broadcast. Let's let's put it that way. It's a different broadcast. I, I'm not going to you know say negative thoughts on that. Um, you know, and uh, for ESPN Plus, what do you expect? It's a, it's a live stream, guys. Where you you are not gonna get, you know, you're not gonna get uh, Gary Thorne and Bill Clement, you know, or Randy and Hetty or Randy and Drew, you know, you're you're not gonna get that at all. So, uh, moving onward to the second period, you know, things we get going about quarter way through. Redeem Shimmick with a nice bomb from the blue line. He gets his first of the year to make it. 3-2 Sharks on the play, though. Jaden Helgowatz, his first NHL point, along with Flasic. So Scrabble, as we like to call him on the show, and, and I appreciate Kevin Lacey with that name. Yes, uh, Helgowatz would get you 25 points on, on there for sure. So that made it 3-2 Sharks. Then seven seconds later, Jeffrey VL gets his first NHL goal like I've always said before, and if you've ever been a long-time viewer of this program, I said, throw the puck on that. Good things can happen. Sure enough, it goes off a Coyotes player and in. Congratulations, Jeffrey VL. His first NHL goal. Wasn't expecting it, I bet, either way. Uh, it almost looked like it was going to be Gajovic, which would have been his first NHL goal himself. But either way, VL, I hope you get some parm at, at, tonight after this one. Uh, from Gajevich and, and Peterson. So I guess we were all wrong. Peterson making his case on that one. Uh, off, Literally off the draw for the Shimmick goal to make it 4-2. But Arizona would come right back. Clayton Keller with a wicked wrister. My goodness, there was a lot of power on that. To make it 4 to make it 4-3. And then... Near the end of the period, Timo Meyer with Polly just batting it out of the air, flipping it over Scott Wedgwood and into the net to make it 5-3. Just an insane goal. Just absolutely insane goal. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, we're at eight goals and, and we finished up with 15. So get ready, folks. Third period now. You know, Tomas Hurdle with a bomb. Hurdle bombs, yes. 20-something Ninja Hurdle gives him a half dozen Hurdle power. You know, makes it 6, uh, makes it 6-4. Uh, missed the Mosier goal late in the period on the penalty to help Gawats there to make it 5-4 after two periods. Hurdle makes it 6-4. Gregor, and it was just a nice classic grip and rip from Hurdle. He gets his, league, his team leading 15th of the goal, but then the Coyotes would come back. 7.35, Lawson Kraus, again, gets his second of the game, eighth on the season, to cut it to one goal game at 6.5. This is this is kind of like the that classic Sharks-Red Wings game from 20, uh, 2009, where they just traded shots after shots going back in. A little bit sloppier, but again, entertaining as it is. Gatchevich would take a slashing penalty just a half, almost a minute later. Thankfully, the Sharks' power play, or excuse me, penalty kill stayed up to the task on that one to, <laughs> to get that knocked out. But then Logan Couture 
with his shot from Barabanov and EK65 to make it 7-5. Couture gets his goal back. He originally was credited with the first one that went to Barabanov, but Couture, with his 10th goal, makes it 7-5. And then, just a few seconds later, Capo Bianco takes a penalty. You're thinking, okay, Sharks, this is the time for you to get on the power play to make something happen. Finish it off. Let's get this over and done with. Yeah, no. Of course not. Of course not. Why Why would we want to do that, you know? <sighs> yeah, so uh, Shane Gossespierre would get a, a goal at 16.59, so with three minutes to play, roughly, to make it 7-6. Burns would take a tiring penalty. Uh, you know, he's been through COVID protocol. He's dealt with a lot of crap. I, I, can, I can sense that, you know, it, it wasn't the... Uh, you know, these guys are tired. They haven't played a game in over 12 days. They, they've they practiced a little bit, but they took most of that time off because they were dealing with COVID protocols. We won't even mention, I think, Skylar, you mentioned it earlier, 11 players plus a coach from the San Jose Barracuda are in COVID protocol as we speak. Uh, it, it's just insane here. So they took a lot of time off. They had to rest, relax, go off of what equipment they had at home, to prep to get ready for this game. So you knew it was going to be one of those crazy ones. Uh, so. But then Burns would take that penalty late in the game. Andrew Ladd would tie it up, left all alone. EK65's looking at it like, Eric, buddy, I appreciate you. You've done great things uh, this season when you've been in the lineup. But this was probably one of your worst games. This was probably one of your worst games. Not the least of which, you know, fighting with your defensive pair as you're going into the bench and and complaining about it, you know, uh, with with uh, Jake Middleton. Come on. We can't have that. You can't do that. I'm sorry. You know, you got to be better about that. You know, and, and funnily enough, yeah, and Justin Aaron the Rangy, I was just a minute. <laughs> Middleton, Ferraro, and effing Brent Burns were the only Sharks players not named Reimer to score a point tonight. That's right. Every Sharks forward, and I'll give credit to AJ for this, every Sharks forward got at least a point tonight. Every. And if you want to go deeper, like like Justin and the Randy G saying, only Middleton, Ferraro, Burns, and Reimer didn't score at least an assist or a goal tonight for the Sharks. <laughs> that's that's how crazy this game is. I mean, we talk, we complain about secondary scoring. Not tonight. Here, here's my stat sheet, guys, that we we use on for the show when we do after dark. I've never gotten to the last line on this, so it's crazy how this <laughs> turned out. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, you're right. Uh, you're not. Come on, Carly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh-huh. So then we get to that. You go into the um, we go into the shootout or go into overtime. Nothing happens. The Sharks get a power play. Burns was coming in on a breakaway. He gets hooked. A call. Maybe a penalty shot. Maybe. Okay, we're, we're not going to do that in overtime. But the Sharks get a chance and just look lackluster. I mean, my gosh. Seriously, people. Come on. Come on, Sharks. You, you know better than this. This is ridiculous. You know, so with that being said, I'll, I'll throw it to our poll question before we get into the shootout here. Our poll question tonight is, where is it here? What kind of style do you like uh, for hockey? I mean, is there a certain one that you you would like? You know, uh, wild high scoring, tight checking, defensive minded, or whatever gets the two points. And, and right now, looking at, at the poll question right now, whatever gets the two points is up 59%. T- and tight checking, defensive-minded, 24, with uh, wild high scoring, which, like tonight, would be 17. So with that, we went into the shootout. Couture and Hurdle gets the, get goals. Comes down to Reimer and his last shooter. He stops him, and Reimer's... 
looking up to the sky and thinking, thank God this one is over. Uh, if you'll see on the ticker up top, you know, Reimer, a bunch of saves, allowed several, don't look at his save percentage tonight. <laughs> uh -huh. it, it was one of those wild nights where um, you get the job done. Now, that being said, <laughs> um, you know, was it 12 days off? Yeah, and it showed, and it showed, which is fine. You know, well, I mean, were you expecting them to be tight checking one nothing? No, I think you're going to see see a little bit of this throughout the league tomorrow. You're absolutely, you know, huge, huge shout out to uh, Phil Kessel. He does it again. He didn't score any goals this time for the for the Coyotes, but uh, you know, four assists for the hot dog desert dog. Oh, excuse me. Ah. You know, I mean, now granted, so Reimer had an eight forty eight save percentage, stopped thirty nine shots on forty six shots. That I mean, let's we'll give him that. Absolutely. Now, granted, then there's Scott Wedgwood, who, who uh, had 20 saves on 27 shots, a 741 save percentage. Not exactly the best in the world, but, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, man, one of those nights, I tell you. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> I mean, you have to, you have to take a breather from from all that. Uh so the Sharks get their 16th victory of the year. They're at 33 points on the campaign now. Uh, currently sitting. Let's see here. Can we get to that? Uh, wild card here. Here we go. Uh, they they go from 6th. I think they were in the wild card to now the 4th. Sitting 3 points out of a playoff spot held currently by... Edmonton and Colorado, who have the two wild cards at 36. Granted, Colorado has four games in hand. Edmonton has two games in hand. And that's where you're going to see a lot of mumble jumbo uh, coming down the ring here. So uh, let's get to some of the comments in the in the locker room. Bugner, happy to get the two points, but that was a very frustrating game to coach. It was very sloppy, way too many giveaways. We couldn't keep a lead. Too many guys standing around our net. Eric Carlson. As AJ would say, I'm not trying to be a dick, but dude, that 7-7 seven, seven goal, you're just watching that whole damn thing. Come on. Give me a freaking break here. You know. Uh, yeah, let's see what else we got. Uh, Bugner, we did some things on the PK, but we failed to clear it twice, and it bit us both times. Lack of clearing and execution. Yeah, that's a tough part uh, on that one. <laughs> PK had a little bit of a rough night. Um, and honestly, you, you, mean you, you allow two power play goals on three attempts, and meanwhile you don't do a lot of crap on the third attempt. So... You need to clean those, clean those things up, big time. Big time. You, you can't. You can't. You, you you have to have some sort of defensively. Trust me. I thought this was again, like I said, this was highly entertaining. I I loved this game, uh, from the goal scoring, and everything. However, you got to be playing defensively, sound. No doubt about it. Uh, Bugner continues to go on. I knew there'd be some rust, but to give up the lead three times is over the top. We're going to be teaching a lot of tape. Uh, we're going to be a, a lot of teaching of tape of tonight's game. That, that's not good. That's probably icing on the power play tomorrow. Uh, we, I thought we played fast and north. A lot of our goals weren't created by anything fancy. D was helping out the O, keeping it simple. Uh, I thought... It was important for Reimer to battle uh, through tonight. It wasn't his best, but he didn't get much support tonight either. Two big shootout saves. It took everyone a bit to find their game. And again, it goes back to saying, these guys were off for 12 days. You know, these guys were off for 12 days. It, it was going to be sloppy. 
Logan Couture, a lot of goals were scored around the league tonight. It was sloppy. Normally your first game back is sloppy. We'll clean it up and be better Thursday. Thursday against Philly. Should be an interesting one. <laughs> but Couture telling it like it is. I mean, let's be honest here. We gave up seven goals. You're not going to win many games like that. No disrespect to them, but their record is what it is. We have to do a better job of closing it down. You, you can't you can't beat that, you know? I mean, you know, no disrespect to to the Coyotes record. You can you can see it over there, 6-22 and 2. I mean, at the rate they're going, they might challenge the, are they going to get to 20 wins? No. They're not. And and like I said on on the Sharks plus pregame which we did for the first time, which was kind of fun, actually. But uh, the Sharks needed to get two points out. They got that. We'll give them credit for that. But come on. And actually, I believe, because I did this beforehand, this should actually be 621-3. So let me adjust that here, because I don't want to get called out for any crap like that. So there we go. Fix that up. Got to keep this, you know, accurate. Uh, what can you say about tonight's game? We won. Hurdle. <laughs> uh, uh, we don't even need to look at the video. It was a tough game, and, and you know, we, we needed it behind us, you know. You know? You know. Uh, but, yeah. It's it's one of those ones. It was crazy hockey, like pond hockey. I'm happy for two points, but we can't play like that. We gave up such easy goals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I don't give a rip about games in hand. They just don't have the talent to catch up to Edmonton or Colorado. And honestly, Edmonton and Colorado shouldn't even be in that spot in the first place. They really shouldn't. You know. But hey, Mercy did have a plus four. <laughs> you know? Not bad. Eric Carlson minus three tonight, which on this perspective. Yeah. Uh, Bernsey played 28.03. Carlson played nearly 24 minutes. Ferrara played over 26 minutes. You know, it's one of those nights where it's just like, oof. Oof. -a. So. Uh, Benjamin Castle, great to see Redeem finally light the lamp tonight. Yeah, it was good to see. It's good to see, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I haven't even looked at the schedule of see if Ian's doing this game tomorrow night or on uh, Thursday night. Oh, my God, we're going to play Jones on Thursday, and he's going to get a 45 safe shutout, aren't we? Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, you know, uh, Benjamin Castle, Martin Jones might start for Philly, would be the might choice by Mike Yo. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Ladd still playing and seems a little thirty six. No, he just has been around a while. You know. But uh yeah, it it was ugly. You when so one of the things I did like about the ESPN broadcast is that they <laughs> they did a commercial free third period, so they had time to go to people and one of the people they went to was Bob Bugner. You just knew in in his head that he was seething. He was getting pissed about everything on there. So, oh, man. You know, it's one of those nights where it's just, okay, we're, we're just going to go with it here. Uh, hey, and everyone, welcome to Teal Town After Dark. If you're just joining us, if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow hockey fans on the sh on the page or the app. Of course, if you want to uh, uh, share your comments in the super chat, go right ahead. Of course, take our poll question tonight, as in what kind of style of hockey you do like to you like, uh, and you see the three options there. So, be on the lookout for that. So, get to that there. 
And I appreciate it, uh, all of you joining us in on tonight. It's uh, going solo here, although I do appreciate AJ getting the calls back out there now because um, uh, they're doing Zoom calls on the press conference, so we're able to get more access to all the quotes there. Uh, Jeffrey Veal on scoring his first NHL goal. Obviously a lucky bounce, but I'll take it. I hope he got the puck for it. Uh, Veal continue to go on to say, both teams were bad defensively. We're making a lot of turnovers. We didn't make the simple plays we needed to. You would think that you would want, that would be ideal since you are coming off the back and coming off of the, the lengthy hiatus. You get back to things normally. Uh, both teams were bad defensively. We're making a lot of turnovers. So we needed to. The biggest part of my game is being physical, being an agitator, hit people. We have a lot to clean up for Thursday. Uh, yeah. Me and Gadge played well together. Keep it simple. Put pucks behind the net. Yeah. Hopefully I can stay here, keep playing well, keep playing my game. Uh, hey, getting a goal definitely helps, and getting that goal off the draw, too, always helps. So, uh, PJ. Good to see you, bud. Thank you for joining me. $5 Super Chat. I like Daryl Sutter. Strong defense, illegal checks after the whistle, and no offensive style of play. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, you know, just another G. Uh, win the next two out of three. Oh, AJ's calling me up. Good evening, sir. What's up? How are you, bud? All right. Uh, first things first, I hope you had a nice holiday. Sure. Why not? All right. Uh, and thanks for jumping on. What did you take um, from tonight? What a crappy game. <laughs> Horrible. Awful. I, I thought it was at least somewhat er entertaining. Dude, no. You score seven goals on the worst team in the league. You don't give up seven goals to the worst team in the league. Okay, fair enough. So that that was atrocious. The special teams, zero for three on the power play, and you give up. To, come on. No, well, the, I mean, what, what was worse, the the PK or the power play? Because I thought the Sharks' power play was just wretched, absolutely no, wretched, it, especially in overtime. Sucked all the way around. No, the what, the fact that it even went to overtime. I mean, Burns mm -hmm. with that boneheaded play with two and a half left with that cross check. It's like, what the hell are you thinking? Uh, the Andrew Ladd goal. Eric Carlson yeah. with the best seat in the house just standing there. Just watching it. That that so pissed me off. That yeah. so pissed me When I saw the gif of that, when she did it and put it together, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Now, no, but, now mind you, I don't freaking swear on, on After Dark. But my God, what the fuck were you doing? You're no, just but, watching but it. Burns and EK tonight were both fucking atrocious. And yet Burns was a plus four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had some horrific turnovers tonight, didn't make some some great plays. And then, yeah, and then EK last time I looked was a minus three. So yeah. uh, just, I mean, atrocious defensively, sloppy everywhere. Uh it almost makes me wonder what this game would have looked like had Hill got the start. Like, I, the Sharks may oh, have very God. well lost this. Yeah. Uh, and it would definitely would have been more uh, upset, anger, and such if, if Reimer lets in an eighth goal in overtime. Because, my God, that, that would have been... That's a game that, you, like I said on pregame, that's a game you needed to have the two points yeah you got two tonight you gave up one to a team that's like what now 19 points out of or f let's see 15 points on the night so 18 points behind you in the fight for right no it's this was just horrific and this is you know, look, this is one game, and yeah, okay, they're off for 12 days, blah, 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 blah. I mean, every other team, I, I always hate when they use that mistake. Well, well, the ice was shitty. Both teams played on the same fucking ice. Right. You know, it's like, well, there was a lot of time off. A lot of teams had a lot of time off. Like, I, I you know, I don't want to, for me, if you're off 12 days, you should have so much goddamn energy. And, and I thought they showed it on, or showed it early. Yeah, it was okay. But it's just 
so much sloppiness. Like their legs might have been there. I don't know where the hell their brains were some of the time tonight. But it's you. You just can't. I mean, the horrible game against the worst team in the like. I would have been impressed if they had done this against Colorado. <laughs> or like Vegas, that would have, I would have been like, or, hmm, yeah, maybe Edmonton. Vegas or something. Yeah, you light somebody up. Even a Tampa, you know, you light up a Vasilevsky or something like that. Like maybe you know, like you could almost take some kind of victory from that. But tonight almost felt like a loss, to be honest. That it took this much to beat a bottom feeder. That's that's tough. And for all the praise that I've I've given Eric Carlson over the past month or so. Right. Chief, the last <laughs> couple of games is really starting to remind me of, you know, previous year. two years, Carlson. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's not good. It's like he was rolling there. Ever he came back from COVID and all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, King this Masters. is the guy we've all been waiting for. Yep. And I'm telling you, man, last couple of games, it's like, oh fuck, here we go. It's 2020 Carlson. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I mean, dude's got another half a schedule to go, but and and don't think. I mean, look, Philly's got to play Seattle tomorrow, and then here on San Jose, in San Jose on Thursday, I'm going to just assume that Kata Hat is going to play in Seattle, <laughs> and and that Jones will get the start here. Although, if the coach is smart for Philly, he starts Jones against Seattle because. Jones did not play that well in San Jose. So yeah. it is what it is. But look, I mean, this is <laughs> this is one that we all had penciled down as like, if you don't win this fucking game, good God. Yeah. But they they found a way to win it in a skills competition for sure. Oh man. Oh boy. I appreciate you, bud. Uh and thank you for jumping on the Zoom call for the, the pressers. Uh, but yeah, that that's one that they gotta have. They got it done, but it's like mm, I don't feel great, you know. Dude, you should have saw Couture on the on <laughs> when they put out the audio, or I'm sorry, not the audio. When they when they post the video either later tonight or probably tomorrow if they do it all. Uh, boy, Couture early on, man, just was not mincing words. Just was very much like you know, hey. You scored seven, but you gave up seven. What can you say about tonight's game? We won. <laughs> I mean, it was very, it was a very Daryl Sutter answer. Oh God! Spoken in a very Sutter esque way. I'll tell you, man. I don't know. Like the other thing that's been kind of fun to, well, not so much fun, but kind of odd. Burns, you can tell he fucking hates these Zoom calls with a passion. He's always pushing the mic away. He does, you know, he's always like, is that it? Okay, cool. See ya. I mean, he is just like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. And in the meeting, uh, the morning calls, yeah. it's typically, you know, you're allowed to kind of put in a request. Like we, if possible, we'd like to talk to this guy, this guy, and this guy. Sure. And, and I'm telling you, I, it wouldn't surprise me at this point if they just stop asking for Burns full stop. Because they're like, he's just, he's not going to say anything. So forget it. But Couture was was also kind of seemed very monosyllabic in his answers. It seems like the one guys that you can get to talk a little bit, you can get Hurdle to talk. Um, Vlasic depends on his mood, although he's so pissed off <laughs> between the Olympics and everything. I don't know if you saw what? What he, him retweeting Marshawn's oh, yeah. tweet. So. Well, here, we'll get into that. So the Marshawn goes off on Twitter about, Olympic participation, how there should be taxi squads for the Olympics for the guys who want to go. Uh, we knew this from four years ago, though, AJ, is that Vlasic was very adamant about going. And probably 2018 would have been his last chance to go. I mean, he went in 2014, got his gold and, and everything. But he's been very adamant about Olympic participation. And, uh, you know, he's been fairly quiet on Twitter lately uh but until he retweeted on top of brad marchand's and said well said mm -hmm. well i mean look we all knew it was going that way we mm -hmm. jerk and i had been talking that on pucknologist for what felt like months right uh, we all knew it was going that way it just i don't know why it took them so long to to figure it out uh i mean pff, look if there's guys that want to go 
fine. Let him go. I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't give a shit about the Olympics. You know, if these guys, I understand they want to represent their country. Fine. Then have another world cup. But the guys have gone on record in the passing world cup is meh. It's the Olympics are best on best. Especially, especially with the, with the European, uh, teams, you know, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I so. just don't give a shit. It's the, I, I think the Olympics are a little blown out of proportion, but whatever. I, hey, we Ooh. might get Eklund to play in, in the Olympics for Team Sweden, so that might be something to look forward to. Yeah. Oh, for those asking about Leah Hextall, it's Ron's cousin. Thank Mr. you. Layton. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, and her grandfather, Brian, was named to the Hockey Hall of Fame in 69. So there you go. The, the more you know. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, the, there are some guys that like the the, the Olympic thing. I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I, I just don't care. For me, it's like, man, I, I don't really like taking the three weeks off. And well, if this wasn't the whole COVID thing, uh, then I probably wouldn't have as big a problem with it. But... You know, since we have all of that and you could have guys literally miss, I mean, could you imagine showing up the, like literally the day you fly in, you get tested as you get off the plane. Oh, you got the Rona. You're out. You're going to miss. So you flew there for nothing. nothing. And they right? get stuck over there. Yeah. And you get stuck there. Or uh, this isn't as worse as that, but what if it's a case of, you go through, you play to the end, you win the the gold, you win the so you win a medal, you play for a big fucking game, and then the day be- before you're supposed to leave, you test. Oh, you got the Rona. You're here for two weeks with your thumb up your ass. You know, it's a, it just makes me wish they could have figured out a way to say, look, we want best on best, we want Olympic hockey, but you know what? Because of these unprecedented unprecedented times, as everybody says, right. um then figure out a way to just hold it in North America. Have the rest of the shit in Beijing, but the vast majority of the people that are going to take part in this are in North America. Just fucking figure out a way to hold it in North America. Everybody's happy. Everybody gets their best on best, but you don't have to do, you know, just would have made more sense, but whatever. No, I get you. Um, you know, I mean, it, it makes more sense there, but of course the rinks down out here, I mean, they've always adapted to, 200 by 85 instead of the Olympic 200 by 100, uh, you know, and along with, along with, you know, getting the, the teams that are more heavy centric in Europe and Asia, like team China, uh, per se to, to get them over here would be maybe a challenge and such, but I get you. I mean, it makes sense to have to do it over here. And that's why the, the allure of a world cup of hockey makes sense question is is that how are they going to get this in are they going to do it in 2024 and for that matter they need to be more consistent about it 96 then 04 then 2016 i mean come on let's get it together people well they were talking about it today about um tomas hurdle if he's not going you know will he get an opportunity four years from now maybe he'd be he'll be aged out by then yeah that's that's a big one too. Or, or look at look at Stamkos. You know, I know a lot of mention you know Stamkos on that one. Uh, not to get another chance to play for gold again. Uh, you, you, I mean, you look at McDavid. Now he he's missed his second Olympics. Uh, Matthews. Oh, well, but I mean, <laughs> McDavid Matthews. They've never gone head to head. USA versus Canada. They've mm. only pl- the only international competition they had. They were together as Team North America, so. Oh well, then fuck that. But uh, <sighs> internationally, uh, Canada won eleven to two over Austria. Connor, no, Bid- no. I mean, sixteen-year-old Connor Bedard. Maybe we can, you know, suck for uh, Connor Bedard uh, to be uh, the Sharks' lottery pick down the road. Uh, youngest player to score a natural hat trick. He scores four goals in in a game, tying you know the single game record for World Juniors. I mean that's insane. 
Uh, Another player the Sharks won't ever have. Yeah, no, he'll probably go. He'll probably get drafted by LA, of course. Uh, mm. Eklund's looked pretty good so far. I don't know. Have you even looked at? I've I've only been able to catch some highlights. I've been busy with other stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's looked good. Lord knows. Uh, I mean, it can't be fun playing in the shit storm that is Deer Garden, but you know. <laughs> We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the kid makes the the roster for the Sharks next season. Um, better, yeah. Uh, especially if uh, if the Kane situation is finally dealt with. Um, I was listening to the Sirius XM. Uh, so there was a bit earlier today, and they asked a uh, uh, couple quote unquote in the know folks, you know, what their take was on Kane, and basically it was. Do you believe that he'll play in the NHL this season? And they, he said, no. There's no reason for him to play in the NHL, only from the aspect of who wants the baggage, who wants to disrupt their room right now. Nobody. So, And, and for that matter, he's making more money down with the CUDA anyways. Whatever. But he's, but <laughs> just, he's under COVID protocol right now, and the Cuda had their game postponed last night. I don't know. It, it, it's it, look if if he's never going to be a shark again, which I'm f- fine with, uh, then you know I can't wait to move on. Get him off the books, whether it's a buyout, whether it, we find somebody silly enough that 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 will take him in a trade. I don't care. It's that if if the sharks aren't going to figure out a way to move forward with them having that money just sitting on the books is just a kick in the smalls. Yeah. Um, tonight's attendance tonight. Uh, I was wrong. Hmm. Uh, the ESPN listed it at 11450. Wow. Uh, I, I don't think it would, you know, that's paid. That's not tickets. True. True. Uh, because you know, I, I, (laughs) I took some, some screen caps and, a lot of empty <laughs> seats down in the lower bowl. Oh, that but BMW I, lounge is looking looking nice and clean. Uh, well, I uh, I was wrong. I I had it on the books. I thought that tonight would have been the lowest attended game simply because it's Arizona. It's during the holidays. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, this is a game that Hockey Jerk went to, so maybe nice might have gotten a bump. From people in town for the holidays, who knows? But not uh, not the lowest attended game. That still belongs to uh, the the Buffalo game on November second. <laughs> but uh, we hey, we still got plenty of games left. I will say uh, because I can't I can't st- I I listen to maybe all of two minutes of Dominic Moore and Leah Hextall. Uh, you know, I take advantage of these games to check out Ruzi because usually I'm listening to. To Han and whoever is with him, uh, Ruzi and Smith. I, I got to say, I really enjoyed Smith. Really enjoyed Smitty. I, I mean, he's no Drew Reminda, but uh, I, I would, I would have him second on my list. I'd have him over Hannon. But Smitty's always been your guy, so that that makes and sense as a player, right? No, but I mean, but he's he always doesn't fill smooth. the air for the sake of filling the air, which Hannon can sometimes get into from time to time. But I will say the all-time funniest thing to hear is them promoting, uh, you know, you're tuned into the Sharks Audio Network right here, and and. and uh, and don't forget to join us uh, every, you know, Thursday night, Vancouver, uh, no, who the fuck, uh, Philadelphia, you know, don't, don't forget to join us on Thursday, and check us out on one of our great radio affiliates, and I felt like um, going, as long yeah. as you're not in the Bay Area, right? You know, it's funny, and you, I know you've been to a couple of games this season, isn't it funny that they still reintroduce all the radio affiliates in in the building, and I'm like... Oh, I think it's fucking hysterical, and the thing that that it's like who obviously somebody is putting the copy in front of Ruzanowski to read. He's required to make these reads, which I get it. That's his job. Absolutely. But I feel like someone needs to dial it back for a second. Just take a step back and think about this where you're saying, you know, uh, don't forget if you come to the game, you know, to to, you know, check us out. Bring your headphones and, you know, tune us in on Sharks Audio Network. And it's like, you understand if somebody does that, like their phone's going to be dead by the fucking second period, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to mention, do you have the 
you know, the, uh, the, the bandwidth that you're paying for, you know, are you going to blow out your, uh, your cell phone package data, in one yes. game? Yeah. Yeah. Your, your data rate is going to be, and so it's, it would be nice if there was some way and not to say that there isn't or that they aren't currently doing it, but they just haven't promoted it whatsoever. There's probably a way that they could broadcast that radio signal inside the building that if you brought an AM FM radio that you could You can. Okay, you, you can well tune to 102.1 in the building. Okay, well, see, they need to promote that cuz I wasn't aware of that and I'm aware of a lot of stuff. <laughs> so Oh yeah. So, there's that. Uh there are only two other games tonight. Uh Golden Knights beat up on the Kings and their shiny chrome helmet 6 to 3. Lightning went in overtime 5-4. to four. Andre Palat with the game winner in that one. Corey Perry tied it up with 20 seconds left to send it into overtime against his former team. That he didn't uh, somebody, uh, didn't like, was it Kopitar? Somebody broke like a Gretzky record or went beyond Gretzky on like assists for the Kings? I want to say yes. I didn't catch that though. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure I saw that uh, tonight. So I was like, well, that's, you know, that's pretty significant. You break uh, any type of a record <laughs> that, that belongs has. to Wayne Gretzky. You kind of go, Hey, look at that. <laughs> uh, and finally, back in the World Juniors, uh, USA forfeited their game against Switzerland because oh, two no. players. Anyway, <laughs> as you can tell, AJ doesn't enjoy I, the, the World I, Juniors. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I mean, we if they, look talk about that on another show. Like, do a whole get get lazy, get jerk, get all the guys that that are into that stuff. Fine, that's the you know I I'm completely ignorant of that, so I don't. Don't feel like talking about it. And 21 Pucks, you know what you can go do, my friend. In case you missed it or you want to watch this again, take <laughs> check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, always available at tealtownusa.com. So with that, we'll get out of here. The next game could be likely against Martin Jones and the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh boy, that'll be a good one. And it's Stealth Night, which will make it even better. Oh fuck! <laughs> are they gonna are they gonna win on the Stealth jerseys finally this season? Oh, I don't know. Boy. Did you mention the shit about Middleton and, and Carlson tonight? I did. I I I was I said that during uh, while you were feeding quotes. But isn't that interesting? We saw that with Dylan during the playoffs two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. but did you rewind it? Yeah, and, and like actually listen. No, I didn't. I didn't hear hear it. You I could, just saw the gif of it. No, but, oh, see, that's the whole thing. No, you got to go rewind it. Listen at the end of the first period when that shit goes down. You can kind of hear Carlson ragging on Middleton a little bit, and then you see, you know, as they're going into the dressing room, Middleton gets Carlson to flinch a little bit. Like it sounded, it looked like Middleton was just kind of like enough, you know, like shut the fuck up. I, you know, I can't say, but boy, man, I, I would have given, uh, you know, uh, maybe a, a week's pay to be right next to that stairwell when those guys were going off tonight. Oof. Oh man. Just think if they actually did drop the gloves. I, I got 20, I got 200 bucks on, on Middleton. Oh, I don't see there, you know, not that they're going to drop the gloves, but it would have been interesting just to hear like Middleton go, dude, shut the fuck up <laughs> or whatever it was. I don't know. You go back and look. I'm I'm just saying that was uh that was kind of interesting right there. It makes you wonder, you know, if if fissures are still open or if uh you know, maybe that was just an isolated incident and and somebody had to get it out of their system. Maybe they had their like seize candy high going a little too much, who knows. Or just you know, frustrated after the first game uh back and it just, you know, just pat awful and and for that matter you know uh middleton should throw it right back at him after the game because of that seventh goal you would hope oh god so anyhow se seven more until we hit the halfway point um you know i'm i'm still right on target on my picks and uh it's not good and the, and we're going to talk about it uh this sunday this sunday with the pucknologist but uh i don't know if you uh read uh, Shang's one of Shang's latest pieces. I mean, he one of it had to do with Bob being on the hot seat, which uh, you know Jerk and I are going to get into. Hmm. 
which I thought was a little odd. But he also uh, had a piece this week, I think, for NBCS that he was talking about how the the Sharks will make the playoffs this year. And I'm like, what? What? So that's on the hot that seat. I think but uh, we'll make the playoffs. Yeah, well, I, it's, right? Like that, like those statements kind of like contradict each other. Like if you made the playoffs with this crew, why would you be on the hot seat, number one? Right. But yeah, I didn't, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out how. How are you going to make the playoffs? You barely beat the worst fucking team in your own barn. And it's not just by, not just close to being bad. They're bad. So Yeah. No, they're fucking horrible. Imagine, I mean, what, Kessel had three assists tonight? <laughs> Kessel, <laughs> noted, yeah. Noted sharks uh, killed. Four assists, excuse me. Oh, four. Jesus. Uh, uh, fucking um, four. Of course. Lock, and Krauss had uh, two goals and assists for... Uh, yeah, but didn't Kessel have, like, during the, the shortened season, didn't he have, like, I don't know, he had 18... Ten, he had 10 goals uh, yeah. against and the like sharks. eight games. It was yeah. retarded. Yeah. So. Fucking stupid, S a stupid amount of silly. So with that, we'll get out of here uh, for AJ. I'm Eric. We'll be back with you Thursday night following Flyers and Sharks on the YouTube channel. So do yourself a favor if you haven't already. Make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Hit us tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell 10 friends. We'd appreciate it immensely. So <laughs> or just open 10 of Burner accounts and subscribe with each one. Oh. Come on. <laughs> all right. We're out of all here. All the cool kids are doing that. Oh, shush. Yes, all those influencers. Uh, and until, like like Ted Ramey, apparently. And until Thursday night, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Thursday night.